Coming at you live from the 93.7 The Ticket studio in the heart of Lincoln, America, and online at theticketfm.com. This is the Junior Achievement Hour. That's right. Welcome, man, a part of Ticket Weeknights here on 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com, and up on streams for you, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. I'm Austin Norman. Big thanks to Amon Green for stopping by for an hour. Busy guy. He's, uh, you know, moving and all of that. So we appreciate his time. And we're right back where we started on the Junior Achievement Hour here. Welcome back. Uh, the first two that did the show. We got Tony. We got Tyson. How did we get so lucky? You guys are back now. <laughs> I know. We figured halfway through we'll come back. Perfect. <laughs> You've sent us a lot of great guests. But again, back to where we started. Appreciate having you guys back. I mean, it's been incredible to see everyone associated with junior achievement, whether it's, you know, the, the volunteers in the classrooms, your, your staff, um, teaching everyone what to do, um, the volunteers, and especially the students, the, the, uh, the LEBA students or no, the, uh, FBLA yeah. students that yeah. came in national champions. Yes. Thanks to JA. It, just an incredible roster. You guys have sent, and apparently we're only halfway done even better. Yeah. I know. I know. That is just fantastic. So we're in the middle of summer, not a whole lot going on in, in schools for JA, obviously with school, you know, not being in session, but what's a summer like for you guys at the JA office? <laughs> so for me, a lot of it is um, in my role, it's just setting up, you know, how are we going to fund this next year? So mm -hmm. who are our company partners? What do they want to be involved in as we go into the next year? How do we share the impact that their volunteers at their company have had and what that dollar amount kind of looks to? And so then they can decide, hey, yeah, we want to give back at this level or this level. Um, and just really working with our board members, our trustees, and then developing our young professional board for the next year to kind of see where our gaps are in funding and what we need to do for the next year to kind of keep elevating each year after year. So, And my summer is not any slacking in any capacity as we get ready for <laughs> the next school year, which is like six, seven weeks away, which is kind of hard wow. to believe. So uh, getting everything ready for the next year as it evolves and we partner with Lincoln Public Schools and the parochial schools in the area and readapting to the needs of what they look like in an ever-changing world of what schools need and how it gets in there. You know, we have a new high school opening this year. Right. So the dynamics of what that looks like. So we're just preparing for that August drop date of when we're back in the back in the thick of it again. You had one new high school open last year right. at Lincoln Northwest. I take you guys were in on the ground floor day one. Yeah. Uh we had, I want to say three in classrooms in the high school this last year um them not having a senior class kind of reduced the the amount of kids who were in there and then they participated in our actually they showed in our spark event which was in october which is a local we had a bunch of local entrepreneurs coming and talk to kids and they had a business pitch competition and i want to say there's maybe five kids from northwest that came to that so that was kind of our first exposure to that new school and we got standing bear next year so we're already kind of getting them loaded in the system yep that's awesome. So from year to year, as you look back at last year, as you look forward to next school year, let's start with the the positive, the what went really well. What are you guys proud of from the 2022 school year that you want to carry over to 2023? Yeah, I think my biggest thing of these two year or this past year 
not only did we have a great impact in the K through five space in across all districts, but we had the ability to host our stock market challenge at Pinnacle Bank Arena and partner with them. And that was amazing. Like just seeing the students, you know, you guys hosted the winning team that went on. They I think they placed second in our competition, went on to place first in the mm-hmm. national competition. Um, and just for us to have the ability to have a team with such great dynamics they have the best like competitive nature even within their small group um that was so great to see in such a big floor and then having that have the ability to be so impactful we were able to lock in pinnacle bank arena for next year so now we kind of know hey this is how we can sell this um this is how we can get more kids involved the other great thing that um I'm super proud of, and I think Tyson is as well, Hampton High School, um, a little bit west of here. Um, They were the winning team, and they had never had a business teacher before. They'd never had a business class before. The district is so small, it just never had the funding for that. And they went on, and they won first in our competition. And I think they finished in the top five. So yeah, got fourth in the national. Um, And we got the ability to go out there. And with it being such a small school district, they had freshmen through seniors on that team. And so if you're thinking as like a freshman, you're not maybe I'm different, but I didn't think about really college that much as a freshman. And so we're giving, I think there was one or two freshmen on that team that got a scholarship to UNL. And so for them to just have that seed planted so young um, and for us to make an impact on a community that small, that was super special for me. So, yeah, I think my biggest thing for the year is um, Lincoln in general is a pretty small market. When you look at the United States, when it comes to junior achievement, there's 102, yep. 102 chapters across the United States. So, you know, a good example is that that uh, Lincoln uh, Southwest team that won, they beat a team from Miami-Dade. So they're going Ooh. against a Miami high school. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there was uh, Boston and uh, D.C. and all these other very large metropolitan areas. So we're a pretty small market in what we do. Yeah. But we also were a leader in the capacity that we took the plunge this last year and said, okay, we're going to adapt to the new way that schools operate, that the teachers are, are doing things that, that and the kids that are learning. So for years and years and years, if you were going to teach a junior achievement class, you would show up at our office and you pick up this little like clear briefcase and it had all the materials in it and had all the booklets and all these little flashcards you had to punch out or little, you know, game boards and all the rest of that stuff. And we took the plunge and went completely digital. So we were able to one have like an environmental cost because that is, that is the thing, you right. have the plastic bag yeah. and all the paper and everything that goes along with that. And we're able to move that and, and junior achievement USA does a great job of being able to replicate that in a digital format. So it's an, it's not just a static PowerPoint. You have all these kind of visual things and videos and these integrated flashcards, all the rest of that. So we took the plunge and said, okay, for Lincoln, this is what we're going to do. And although it was bumpy, I'll mm-hmm. say in the mm-hmm. fall, because yeah. we, we have some volunteers been doing this for years and okay. years and years. We've and years talked years. to plenty of them. Yeah, yeah. And you they, have. <laughs> they show up and they're ready to get that back. Yeah. And then just if I can, if our staff can sit down with a 76 year old volunteer and be able to get them to interact with it and be able to do it, that is a huge success. Yeah. And for the kids, it frees them up in a little bit in regards to, I'm not having to wait for somebody to hand out papers mm-hmm. or do all the rest of that stuff. There are some, you know, tangible things are good in that aspect and they still mm-hmm. exist in that capacity, but also for our volunteers, it allows a little bit more free flow of the conversation, mm-hmm. which I think is super important because we have, you know, an individual that's walking into a fifth grade classroom and they're talking about being an entrepreneur or starting or working for a business and they have 
20 some years experience in finance or working the the line in a manufacturing firm or something like that, they're not necessarily tied to this tangible workbook thing. Yeah. They can point to something on the screen and say, okay, what's the difference between, you know, a, uh, a service and a good relative to an employer. And they can give that kind of their own real world ex examples of that. That's a lot of the feedback we got for this last year is it gave me more freedom to use my anecdotes, my experience to relate that to the kids yeah. that they're just not going to get from a, from a textbook. So I think that was a big deal for last year. And eventually I imagine all the little briefcase kits will go away and Lincoln's just that much more set up because we've already started the transition mm -hmm. instead of it being forced upon us in, in the future. So what you're saying is get a briefcase now because it's a collector's item. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You'll see them on eBay. They show up on there. I'm not kidding. <laughs> really? You go on eBay and look at Junior Key McCann, it'll show up on there. That's incredible. People so, love those things. Yeah. <laughs> what went into the decision to go all digital? Was that you as yeah. president saying, yeah. we're just doing this? Was that collaborating with the teachers, the students, the volunteers? What went into that decision? Yeah. So um, essentially, you know, with everything that happened with COVID, you know, we were in the United States. I think a lot of people don't know this, but we were down to only two paper mills that were working Ooh. nationwide. And so JAUSA kind of um, came to all the presidents and said, here's the current costs that you pay and here's the new costs that you're going to pay. And I hope that you're able to make that decision in one week as to what you're going to order, because now we have to get our orders in nine months beforehand and we Ooh, still can't that's a whole guarantee. School year ahead yeah. of time. And we still can't guarantee that it'll get there on time. Um, and so I just kind of took a step back and I looked at, you know, Keely and Kennedy and said, you know, can we do this? Is this something that we can do? Is this something that we can take on? And we had about five people that we had identified that would absolutely hate that. And we pulled them in and we went through lesson by lesson and compared digital to in-person. And the three of us kind of sat there and like mapped out, like, what's the difference? Is there a difference? And we realized, you know, the curriculum doesn't change at all. The only thing that changes is the volunteer having that briefcase of stuff. Um, and so we identified those five people. We met with them and kind of said, hey, these are going to be the things that are changing. Kind of got them to be our champions early on of like, if you can learn this, anyone can learn this. <laughs> um, and a few of those individuals have been on here and they have learned tremendously and it has helped them. Um, but I think we just realized from a cost perspective, I, you know, my first couple months when I had first started, there were so many people that would return their bags and be like, this is killing the environment. And I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of storage space too. <laughs> and so it just seemed like a smart business decision um, and the right way to meet students where they're at. So if you go into outside of JA, if you go into a classroom right now, that's a K through five, even probably in high school and middle school. But if you go in there, they're learning by, you know, these digital formats, they're on Chromebooks, they're on all of these mm -hmm. things. And so why not meet them where they're at? Why not meet Lincoln Public Schools and all of those things right where the students are at and how they learn? So it just seemed like a smart business and community decision. I, I think that's perfect because you think of, you know, all the, the tech companies that have, you know, started in Lincoln and Omaha kind of Silicon Prairie. Mm -hmm. And you guys yeah. are flowing right into that from the business aspect of it. How much did that mean to you guys to be the first out of these 100 chapters to take that leap? I think it's a big celebration point for Lincoln in itself. It sets us unique in that capacity. It also 
gives us a lot of other opportunities when it comes to things like our company sponsors and promoting the the people that are saying we're all in with you whether it's our volunteers or whether it's we're going to make a donation check you know i mean a great example of that would be our third grade in lincoln public or in lincoln the city of lincoln itself is sponsored by first interstate bank so first mm -hmm. interstate bank said i you know they, they come to us and say okay we believe in junior achievement believe in what you do we looked at the curriculum um if our city which is what third grade is is really about financing and building different things in the city. So the decisions that city planners make and that banks make of like who we're going to lend money and where they're going to yeah. put buildings at and stuff like that. And they say, we want to own that as our curriculum. Mm -hmm. In a digital format, it gives us a lot of opportunity because as we build the websites for those things, that first interstate bank logo gets mm -hmm. gets pointed right on there. It's this big logo. So yeah. it's always in, it's always up there. So when a kid in the future or you know at that time, they can they make that association with, I see that logo and then I'm driving down the street and I see that bank and I'm like, Oh, I can put those two things together. It, it really kind of drives more of that community investment of this is not just an off the shelf curriculum. That's just the same thing in Florida as it is in Nebraska, it is in California. We can kind of make it a little unique in that aspect. Yeah. And I think with First Interstate Bank, that's a great example of, you know, they've adopted that third grade curriculum. And when I've met with Russ there at First Interstate Bank, you know, he's kind of said, this is what we encourage our people to go do because they know it. And if they're scared to go volunteer, scared to get into the classroom, it's like, this is what you do day in and day out. You can easily go and talk to a group about what you do. It doesn't have to be this, like, I'm volunteering for JA. It's just this easy, like, I'm going to talk about what I do at First Interstate mm -hmm. Bank. And then they see their logo on everything. So I think, you know, that has been a great transition as we partner. That's awesome. I think that's a perfect segue too. We're going to take our first break of the show, but when we get back, the funding, right? The little things yeah. like making a year's curriculum, a grades curriculum, their own. How can other businesses do that? What all goes into that? Uh, let's take a break here on the JA show. We'll dive into that and more with Tony and Tyson when we get back. Now, back to the Junior Achievement Hour on 93.7 Ticket and the TicketFM.com. That's right. We're back here on a Thursday night, part of Ticket Weeknights, Austin Orman hosting. But importantly, we got our two high ranking big wigs, even though the hair's all natural. <laughs> they're, they're big wigs, though. Uh, Tony and Tyson from Junior Achievement. Over the break, I did look up the Junior Achievement kits on eBay thing just yeah. because I was curious. Um, I see our families. Yeah. I see our community. Uh, How much? Uh, let's see. <laughs> this, our families is going for 39, but the our community must be a hot, hot ticket. 107. Holy. Ooh, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, the 39, that's about. That's about market rate. That's about half off. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, there's another Our Families for 53. Mm -hmm. This one has free five-day delivery. That endorsed Jay because they got it in school. Yeah. I mean, Mark Cuban's a great example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you go on, if you get a chance, all the listeners in Lincoln, just go to the YouTube and watch uh, Mark Cuban talk about junior yep. achievement. And he's a guy who is obviously an entrepreneur and now, you know, yep. is, a, is a sports owner and all the rest of that. But junior achievement, he's, he's a dynamic speaker for junior achievement yep. and how it motivated him when he was a kid. Okay. This is, this is absolute worlds colliding for me here. <laughs> so Strick, I do the show with mm -hmm. every day, played for the Mavs. Like knows Mark Cuban. Ah, okay. I might have to see if I can get Mark Cuban here for you guys. There you you should absolutely. Yes. I don't know if I, I don't know if in person, <laughs> but maybe we can get Mark Cuban to do a segment. That would be amazing. He loves JA. He's he a huge champion for it. So 
Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm writing this down before I forget because this absolutely we, needs. We to expect happen. an email by eight thirty tomorrow. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, Strix in Vegas too. Oh, oh yeah, okay, there you right. go. So okay. he doesn't answer emails when he's out there. Uh, I texted. He texted me today, and I haven't heard back from him once I replied. Okay. So so I, maybe yeah. next. Week. Eric Strickland, answer your email. <laughs> Seriously, Strick, come on. We'll, we'll make sure we get on that. Um. Let's turn the page to what we were talking about at the end of last segment too. the the funding, right? You mentioned the, the first interstate bank example yeah. where they just make third grade their own. Yeah. Is there opportunities for other local businesses to claim a grade and yeah. up for grabs? Absolutely. So right now, the only really grade that we have adopted is third grade. And then um, our JA Finance Park, which is our middle school curriculum. Um, right now we have Fiserv and State Farm that help sponsor that. And that is a lot of like billboards and things like that. So as the kids go through that simulation, you know, they're seeing the local companies on there. So there's still a ton of opportunity. Um, that's not something that we really looked into last year. You know, First Interstate Bank was like the first person to really say, hey, if you're going to do this, we want to own it. Um, so moving forward, we would love to have people as they begin to really align with where, okay, where do we and our volunteers really make an impact? Um, I think of like the legacy. They're a little bit different as in they adopt a school, but there are certain things that their volunteers at that company love to teach. So if there's things like that, how can we align for, you know, students to consistently see that logo and tie that again to that volunteer and be like, oh, well, this is kind of cool. It's all in one. And then it becomes more of a JA partnership with the community. Mm. That's kind of how I see it is it's, it's all about the company and then JA, but the company really is the one adopting it and delivering it. So. Yeah, that couldn't be a better example. I mean, the two that jump out of my uh, mind going away from the, you know, the banks and stuff mm -hmm. like that would be Molex or Lincoln Industries. Yeah. So like Molex in itself says, okay, we're going to take Huntington Elementary. And every kid that goes JA, K through five, and there's going to be taught by a Molex employee. And uh, Huntington's a great example because they're what we consider a super school. So a super mm -hmm. school means that they had JA in every single classroom in every single grade. So wow. every kindergarten class mm -hmm. all the way through every fifth grade class. And Huntington was a longtime super school. And the reason they're a longtime super school is because Molex says we are taking this school under our wing. And when it comes to junior achievement, it's a Molex employee. Mm -hmm. So for years and years and years and years and years, and I think the numbers, something like, I want to say just over 2,200 kids, just in the last, let's say eight years, have gotten JA in Huntington. Wow. Almost all from Molex, mm -hmm. 2,200 kids over with 29 volunteers. Yep. Whoa. So 29 yeah. individuals in that company have gone in and said, we're new. So that means they're doing multiple grades, multiple years, they're just owning it. And they're not, they're not doing it because they have to. They're doing it because they want to. It's important mm -hmm. to their company. It's important to their employees. Mm -hmm. Another one would be another manufacturing firm would be Lincoln Industries. Yep. And Lincoln Industries is a, if you go on their website and look at their culture, one of the number one things they put on there is it says community and volunteerism is foundational to our culture. And they encourage their employees to do it. They have members of their executive staff. They're on boards mm -hmm. all over the city. Yep. They list all the different charities they support, nonprofits. We happen to be one of them. And if you go, if you ever get a chance, go on uh, Facebook or LinkedIn and look at Lincoln Industries and you can see they take a picture every single time they're with a class. And their kind of go-to thing is they bring these little Lincoln Industries sunglasses. So you'll have, you know, 21 kindergartners up to, you know, 18 fifth graders. And they're all sitting there, no matter mm -hmm. what they're doing with the biggest grin on their face, wearing those sunglasses. And that volunteer is just right in the middle of it. And it is the 
you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. That is an example. When you look at that, you can say that volunteer believes in what they're doing. That company believes what they're doing. Those kids love that they're doing it. And that teacher's involved in it. And that school loves it. Yeah. That's the total package of what that looks like. Yeah. So it goes beyond just a logo sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, Lincoln Industries is the perfect example of that. They... I mean, they are in those classes. They take it very seriously that like these are the classes that were assigned. They adopt Belmont and Hill, I yeah. believe. Um, and they're constantly, can we take donuts to all the Belmont teachers? Can we, you know, donate this table for Belmont teachers or Belmont staff? Um, they are the epitome of like putting your money where your mouth is. Um, they do it with action. They do it with dollars. They do it and everything that they deliver, they're just very dedicated to being a JA supporter. And that comes all the way from the time. I mean, Mark, Mark LeBaron is just as invo involved as a frontline worker. Um, and they make it a, an ability for their manufacturing, their line people to come and volunteer in JA and to kind of have a step back from that, which you that's hard to do. I mean, it, right. that's, that's really money over, you know, whatever. So they put their culture first to make sure that that's frontline. So I give a huge shout out to Lincoln. Industries. I think just in the last eight years, Lincoln industries had over a hundred employees be volunteers, a yeah. hundred people, yeah. maybe something like, like a hundred different people, hundred yep. different people. Wow. And something like 9,000 students yeah. impacted or just under Ooh. that, which majority are in them two schools. But if you, I mean, they, Every school in the city, yeah. go public, it doesn't matter. High school, middle school, elementary. I mean, they, they have their focus, but there's, you know, I mean, the chances is you walk into and run into a, a kid somewhere in the city right now, particularly in certain sections of the town, you say JA, they're going to say, oh, that Lincoln Industries person that yeah. came in and gave me those sunglasses or something like that. It's mm -hmm. the same thing with Huntington. Oh, Molex. Yeah. It's either, you know, it might be that, oh, I know my uncle works there, or my, my best friend's dad or something like that. But at the same time, Molex and Huntington just kind of go hand in hand. They're, they're synonymous. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And as we talk about that, you know, caring and, and business don't have to be two separate things, right? They, they meld together. And I think that's important. So if, if you're, you know, in a position at a local business to sponsor JA, please do because donors keep JA running. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we run 100% off of, you know, donations and company partnerships. So we don't have any state funding. We don't have any federal funding. And then one of the biggest misconceptions is, you know, we're part of JA USA, but we literally receive zero funding for, from them. We pay them. So uh, <laughs> we, you know, we pay to be a part of their brand. We pay to access their curriculum. Um, and that benefits us greatly. You know, they have been a great partner with us as we try to meet the Nebraska state standards and do all of those great things. But, you know, they don't filter any money down to us. So we need, you know, new forms of partnerships. We would love to host snack and learns, lunch and learns to just come in and teach people about what we're doing and why they should get involved. I think as we look through, you know, a ton of the bigger companies and even small companies in Lincoln, we can easily tie into what they're doing. You know, business, entrepreneurship, financial literacy, that's something that we all have to know. And if you own a business, you have to know how to be financially literate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something that I, I talk to our board about a lot is, you know, who everybody needs this. So who do we partner with to get the top people to see the value in having, you know, the rest of their individuals in the classroom and how can that benefit them while mutually benefiting us? That's awesome because obviously if you volunteer with Jay, it sounds like you're going to get a great experience out of it and you're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to make an impact on the community, which is great. But again, you don't be a business leader by not being, you know, financially literate, like yeah. you were saying. So there has to be 
you know, a point where financially it's worth it for a business. And it sounds like you guys are willing to be creative, flexible, especially with the digital curriculum, yeah. like you mentioned with First Interstate Bank. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, we want we want to be able to, it's important to be able to highlight for, you know, any kid, whether, you know, it's your kindergartner, fifth grader, eighth grader, or high schooler, about understanding about career readiness and things, these things. But it's also for them to understand the opportunities that exist within their within their community you know the big thing we see uh, you know a lot i know is just like in the front page of the papers the talent leaving the state right mm -hmm. you know our best and brightest are are maybe not necessarily drawn to stay here but some of that can just come from i didn't know what was available here yeah. um we do uh job shadows every single year so all the middle school kids that are in eighth grade that take a business class in lincoln public schools get a job shadow so we partner with companies around town and it's, it's about really for those companies to highlight the careers opportunities that exist outside of what you might think. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to do it at, I mean, um, Lincoln Federal Savings is a great example, right? They hosted one of our first job shadows this last year. And when you were talking to the kids and the teacher and you would walk in, they'd ask the, you know, the, the people, they said, well, what's a, what do they do at a bank? And everyone was just like, you lend money. And they think that's the only real job or you, you know, you, you're you're go through the drive you cash the check. Yeah, yeah. So, but when they have like people that are in loan officers or people that come in and talk about capital investment or human resources or it, these are all these other jobs you may, may never associate with that building. You drove by on 84th street four times a day or something like that. And you might look at it in a different view and say, wow, I didn't know that that was. So I might've had interested in going into cybersecurity or something like that, but I never would have thought that that's a place I could work at. That has that same kind of thing. I, I don't have to move to Los Angeles to do this type <laughs> of thing or something like that. Or it could be something like a, a bison. So bison's here in the city of Lincoln. It's this hidden gem that oh not a lot God, of people yeah. know about, right? But if you watch a college basketball game or you watch volleyball, you've seen bison because mm -hmm. those hoops and those nets are made right here in Lincoln, Nebraska and have been for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. and we did a job shadow with them this year. So it was a completely different experience than going into a financial institution mm -hmm. with all these nice and polished things. You go into something that's mm -hmm. a little bit more industrial that's been in this heart of Lincoln. This building is, I don't know how many years old, you know, I mean, the streets down there are still brick and all that, <laughs> but the kids walked around and I went with them on that one and we're watching all the different things that they're, they're making in their, their basketball and those kids were just amazed. And some of it's just because, you know, as, as we move on in generations and we become much less, you know, uh, material based in manufacturing and much more in the service industry to actually see somebody tack weld something, mm -hmm. to watch something through a powder coat. And you had some kids that sat there and they're just like, wow, I didn't know this existed. And then it's the exact same thing too, because somebody comes in and talks to them. I do IT here. I do marketing here. I do human resources here. Mm -hmm. So it's beyond just what that looks like. So you get both sides of the coin mm -hmm. that says these things exist in Lincoln, Nebraska, right? And they're in places you didn't think about. And next time you drive down O Street or you're going down, that's uh, not Highway 2 anymore, is it Nebraska Parkway? <laughs> and you see a sign. <laughs> highway 2 to me. You see, you see a sign for this. You see a sign for that. Those are those little things that might stick with you 5, 10, 15 years down the road. Or you go and tell your parents about or your aunt and uncle, or maybe your little brother or little sister. And it just expands the impact of Lincoln, Nebraska, as we as a community with our schools and our businesses and our volunteers and our people. So from the JA standpoint, what are you you know, most in need of from your businesses? Is it more volunteers? Is it the direct monetary funding? Is it sponsoring, you know, a, a grade, a school? What does JA need right now? Yes. <laughs> okay. All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think, you know, we, I have, I have this hard, like I've spoken to Rotary and all these different places and it's hard for me to say one thing over the other. Right. So like we can't do what we do without money, but we also can't do what we do without volunteers. So mm -hmm. to me, they're equally as important. They each have a monetary value. Um, our staff can't go out and teach a million classes or 1500 classes that we have framed up for next year. Uh, we have to do that with the partnership of our local businesses. And we hope that they see the value of having their employees go out and teach that to the community, but also supporting what we do and realizing that they can't do that and they can't provide that to our volunteer or our community without the monetary dollars. So hoping that it kind of becomes a 360 thing. Um, it used to be very much like a company would adopt a school and they would make sure that, you know, they provided the financial funding for the curriculum there. They provided the volunteers, they were all in, but you know, Lincoln is amazing and that we all rally together to make sure that our students get everything and anything that they've ever wanted. But we've also grown so quickly. Um, all of our companies have grown tremendously. I mean, you think of like, Nelnet and all of these places that have just blown up on the map and you know they're they're like we just need an internal champion how do we get an internal champion um and so just helping us to find okay who do you want us to meet with to say okay this is this is why this is important these this mm -hmm. is kind of the 360 view of what you can do in your community so I know there are business owners out there who are hearing this <laughs> that are now motivated and inspired to help JA is there anything coming up for them to get involved? What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah. So, I mean, anybody can always just email me um, and whenever they want. My email is super simple. It's tRoop, R-U-P-E, at jalincoln.org. But we also have our dinner and auction coming up on September 22nd at the Cornhusker Hotel. And so that is our biggest fundraiser of the year. Um, and we're always looking for people, to, new sponsors to have tables, to just be a sponsor for that event, for games and whatever else. Um, and just come and participate and hear about some of the great things that we're doing. You'll get to in, hear about, you know, all of the people at LPS who have been champions in the parochial schools, the teachers and volunteers that have been champions, and just really kind of tie back to that mission and why it's important to fundraise for that. Yeah. Um, I think it goes a little bit into it too, where when we have, uh, those volunteers that are important to a company, if I'm a young, say junior upcoming executive at a, a certain large company here in Lincoln, and it identifies that my company has said Jay is important because we're giving money to that thing. Mm -hmm. I think it would be important for me to say, well, I should, I should make that important to me because if it's important to my company, my culture, it should be important to me. And the other aspect that, you know, Tony talked about how we're expanding and all the rest of that, there are some things that get left behind in the city, right? So I think there's, don't butcher me if anybody from LPS is listening, <laughs> but I want to say there's somewhere between, I want to say 17 or 21 Title I schools. No, there's probably more than that. But... In, in, in Lincoln. So, and a Title I school is defined by the number of uh, students that qualify for free and reduced lunch. So lower mm -hmm. income, things of that nature. And we provide everything we do at no cost to anybody. Right. That's the that's the essence of a nonprofit. Nobody pays mm -hmm. to get any of this. The kids don't pay. The schools don't pay. Nobody pays. So if, if we're not getting somebody to donate for it, mm -hmm. then that, that that well kind of dries up. But I think that that's, you know, ex exponentially important for those those schools that may be lacking the resources because their school building is 100 and some years old. Yeah. You know, and uh, and we've gone in and taught some of them where it's like, yeah, they have a projector, but it's kind of 
you know, duct tape to the wall yeah. because the wall is so old and what that looks like. So getting those kids, those opportunities that may not exist, whether they're geographically or socially economically in that situation is essential for equitability for students. It's not necessarily, mm -hmm. and LPS has taken this under the guard. They said, if you, it doesn't matter what school you're going to go to in certain grade levels, JA is going to exist regardless of school, whether it's a brand new school, whether it's a school that's 100 years old, whether it's a school in the far eastern part of the west, north, south, it doesn't matter. We want the same opportunity for all those kids for as they go through. And that's that's essentially important mm -hmm. to us, too, because the idea is that we're spreading this out and it helps everybody build up just yeah. a little bit more. And we help everybody build up. We all get built up. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. That's where we're going to go with our mm -hmm. last segment, the okay. impact J.A. made yeah. on Lincoln specifically last year. But uh, one last thing on the dinner and auction if these people are anything like me, they work better with the deadline. Is there a deadline <laughs> to get in to make sure they sponsor? Yes, yes there is. Uh, August 15th. I would love to have everybody who wants to be a sponsor to get in by August 15th. Uh, that way we can get all of your attendees names and everything. Make sure that your logo is everywhere. So yes. Perfect. August 15th. Get it in. Contact JA. Let them know that you're interested in sponsoring. We'll step aside one final time. Uh, talk about the impact Junior Achievement had here in Lincoln next year as we close out this uh, edition of the Junior Achievement Hour. Now, back to the Junior Achievement Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. Back one final time here on the Junior Achievement Hour. I'm Austin Norman, joined by Tony and Tyson from Junior Achievement Lincoln. And we've heard a little bit about the impact the Junior Achievement has on the city. I mean, heard a little bit about a big impact. But as we look back at it last year, what was the impact specifically last year for JA and Lincoln? So I'll do a little breakdown. So we about 13,000 elementary kids at LPS Ooh. had a JA class, which was 600 and plus change classrooms across the looks like. So that's just K through five. Um, middle school was roughly in the 500-ish range, and then high school rounded out about another 1,500. So it's about 15,000 LPS kids. And that doesn't include any, that's just a classroom with a volunteer mm -hmm. in your class. And then on the parochial side, just, just north of 2,800 kids across all the Catholic dioceses, the Christian schools, and the Lutheran schools. So all told together, nearly 18,000 kids, wow. students in the city of Lincoln had a JA classroom. So that whether it was kindergarten, fifth grade, seventh grade, 10th grade, you know, any and anywhere in between, that's just within the city of Lincoln. That doesn't include our, like our spark event that didn't include stock market and challenge letters. That's just a volunteer from a, either just a local community volunteer that might be a retiree or just maybe wants to volunteer in their own or from a company went in and gave roughly four hours and 45 minutes of their time over five days to go into a classroom and to sit down with some kids and to teach them some things relative to career readiness, entrepreneurship, and financial literacy. So that was a pretty big impact that trended up a little bit. I want to say maybe 200 some more kids than we had last year in a couple more classrooms. But just kind of, if you look, I mean, we'll take COVID out of the equation, yeah. but every year, <laughs> it keeps going like this, the number of kids, the number of classrooms. So we're just, our footprint is expanded into every single parochial school, every single Lincoln public school. And what hasn't come up with that thing. <laughs> so if you were sitting in a J class and I was talking about, you know, inverse charts, we'd be saying, okay, our volunteers are going up or excuse right. me, our, our um, students are going up, but coming out of COVID, our volunteers have either gone down or gone a little bit. Student demand going up, volunteer Student supply going, going down. down. Yeah. Is that fair to say? And, yeah. I, and I think, um, 
if you if you if you stuck back and did the thirty thousand foot view and looked over the city and kind of say what are some of the dynamics of it? I mean, obviously COVID impact that, but I think the underlying part of that COVID is that a majority of people at a lot of large companies in here have gone to a completely mm -hmm. work at home environment, which is great, right? You know, productivity and all the rest mm -hmm. of that stuff. What it does do is create this sense of well, I wear sweatpants <laughs> <Yeah>. five <laughs> days a week yeah. and maybe I only put on clothes on the weekend or something like that. Yeah. And it's tough to re-engage in volunteers. And when I said I used to go to that school that was two blocks from my work, but I live on this side of town now or something like that. Or my whole group, we would all go down and do the fifth grade classes at this, at this school, particularly mm -hmm. like that. So it's really re-engaging those ones because we mm -hmm. went from roughly a thousand some volunteers in the city of Lincoln to about 580. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah. our classrooms went up and our yeah. students went up. So we're asking more for less when it mm -hmm. comes to volunteers. So I beg you <laughs> out there in Lincoln that if you want to take the sweatpants off for 45 minutes, <laughs> And go to the school that's near your house. You can or still something wear like jeans, that. I think. You can wear jeans, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's re-engaging that population. Mm -hmm. So we need to re-engage those as well as bring new volunteers on board because it's only going to get more. We are only getting more and more kind of embedded in what Lincoln Public Schools wants to do relative to teaching kids outside of, let's say, STEM or you know the core mathematics or something of that nature. And this mm -hmm. is where we meet the gap that. You're not going to go into a fifth grade classroom and say, well, show me your your book that teaches you, you know, the difference between a, a good and a service or how to start a business or something right. like that. It just doesn't necessarily exist. So we fill that mm -hmm. gap and Lincoln Public Schools and the parochial schools are happy to have us fill that gap. And we're happy to do it. That's our main mission as, as a nonprofit as, and somebody that believes in career readiness and making the next generation that much more prepared for the 21st century and, and a global market pace and all the rest of that. But we need those individuals to say, okay, if we're going to go to, let's say we're going to go and add 2000 more students next year, because that's the way it's kind of looking right now. So mm -hmm. we're going to be up a little bit more around 18, 19,000 kids in, in Lincoln public schools. We need those volunteers that want to jump on board and, and go into the future with us for where we're going. Yeah. Lincoln.ja.org. Yes. Lincoln.ja.org. <laughs> Lincoln.ja.org. Visit it. Uh, last, ask for the information again. We, we, if you've listened to the show, listen to anyone talk, Jay makes it simple, right? Mm -hmm. Lincoln.ja.org. You go, you get all the training, you get all the information. They make it as simple as you can. Um, is there a, a time you want to get kind of a good list of volunteers signed up by when will the, the training information such, you know, start? Oh, we're year round. Year round. So, Perfect. you know, I mean, school, obviously school starts, it seems like it almost starts August 1st now. They keep moving back. August if I was 14th. If I was still a kid, I'd be furious because we started yes. at like Labor Day when I was in school. You know, we got out like the first week of May. It was glorious. Um, but obviously, you know, the first day of school, we're not going to be in there. And mm -hmm. Teachers are still learning everybody's names and stuff like that. Late September, early October is when we hit, really hit the ground running, right? Mm -hmm. Every The teachers are getting, you know, it's because they sign up in the middle box and say, this is when I want to do it. So then we have this roster list on the website you mentioned. You go in there, you can see all the available classes. By school, by area. curriculum, by area, you can narrow it down and put a zip code in there, show you whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. And at that point, we are, you know, uh, an operation that's going to meet our volunteers where they're at. Mm -hmm. So Keely and Kennedy and our staff that have been on the show before are amazing at doing that. So they will come to your office. You can come to our office or more often than not, what they do is a Zoom call. And just because then you can pull up the screen and people yeah. can push buttons, what it looks like. And they, they schedule, well, well, we'll schedule for half an hour. And it's usually about seven minutes and somebody's yeah. like oh this is pretty it. easy i can i can do this so yeah. um we take it from there so yeah. we are august through may mm -hmm. we're ready and available to 
to help anybody out. Yeah. And I think in addition to that, you know, if you're interested in hosting a job shadow, I think of, you know, the ticket, mm -hmm. you know, you guys are hosting a job shadow and the next upcoming school year at your new Good. location. Um, and so just having companies that aren't, especially with COVID, you know, we've all just kind of closed our doors. So if you guys are open and ready to having students come and see what you're doing and just trying to reignite the future workforce to get engaged in what we're doing here in Lincoln and the little great niches that we have here, then reach out to us. You know, we're happy. You don't have to teach in a classroom to give back. You can easily host people at your location. You can sponsor a stock market challenge team. You can come and be a trader at stock market challenge. There's a ton of different opportunities for people to volunteer. So we're open to pretty much anybody reaching out and saying, Hey, what do you think about this? Um, we're pretty flexible and creative in whatever we do. So We'll close the show with this on the impact. You mentioned all the great businesses that have partnered with you, hopefully more to come, mm -hmm. all the great volunteers, all the schools you're in. What does it mean to you guys to be so ingrained in Lincoln all across, you know, north, south, east, east, west, central, so many different businesses? What does that mean to you guys at JI? Yeah. So I think, you know, for me, it's just it just shows that Lincoln supports Lincoln. And I think as you go and you meet in different groups, you'll always hear that. Like, just tell me what you need. I'll always like I'm here. And you know, JA always tries to do more with less. And we try to just say, hey, we're gonna like, yes, we'll figure this out. We're gonna make sure that this class gets this. And we're never gonna turn away a student from a learning opportunity. We're gonna figure it out internally. Um, but as I have those conversations with local business owners, everyone's just like, just ask, just say what you need. Mm -hmm. um, and that is something that's really special to Lincoln. I think, you know, I, there has not been one person, a one community or company or anybody that has said, oh yeah, no, thank you. JA is not for me. Because if you think about it in Lincoln, you know, JA is for everybody. We want, you know, we want our, our next generation to have all of these skills. And as we talk to kids, you know, I don't think that I've ever left a classroom feeling like, oh my gosh, there's no hope. <laughs> like we're, you know, you, you see the brains working and you see those light bulb moments every time because they're hearing it from somebody so different. So, you know, one of the greatest things is just having everybody answer the call and having the great connections of, you know, I can pick up the phone and call Nick Cusick and say, Hey, do you know somebody at Midwest bank? And he's like, yep, just shoot me a message and I'll remember to get you guys together. Um, so I think, you know, Lincoln's super unique in that, that everybody's kind of, they're connected in one way and they're willing to make the call, willing to make the ask. And so that's. Yeah, I would say mine on, I'll go back a little bit to the impact conversation. So when I say we were in 13,000 LPS elementary schools, Right. So we're ingrained in 13, their system. 13,000 yes. students. Sorry. Sorry, 13,000 like, students. We we're not that big yet. Yeah. <laughs> but none of those teachers are mandated to do JA. None mm -hmm. of them. So they choose to have JA come to their classroom. They could choose not to. Right. They could say, I'm going to, I'm just not going to have a volunteer. I'm not going to do this. But 13,000, you know, students, 640 some classrooms, every elementary school is because those teachers chose. I want to do JA because I've either had pa past really good experiences with it, or I see the teacher across the hall that's been doing it and those kids love it. Yep. So they're choosing to do this. Nobody's saying you're going to do JA on Mondays at three o'clock or three, bad time, two o'clock. <laughs> right. Try not to do after lunch. Well. But uh, yeah. they're choosing to do that. They're choosing to make that decision. So mm -hmm. the teachers are choosing 
to have the volunteers in there. And the volunteers are choosing to do it. The companies are choosing to donate their employees and their money, all the rest. Mm -hmm. These are all choices that are being made. And as a nonprofit, when people are choosing to engage and utilize the services that you do, especially when it's not something that's, you know, tragedy driven or something mm -hmm. like that, it's, I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. I mean, we've been in Lincoln for 51 years, started in the Goodyear factory, kids making little yarn sides and making mowing business and stuff like, and it's expanded to where we are now. Yeah. And that's a testament to the longevity and the investment that the community has made. Yep. And I think one big thing that, you know, we can't go without speaking to is LPS, you know, uh, Dr. Joel really like built this whole thing up and has made it a great sustainable thing. And Dr. Gosman has swooped in and has his all means all. And I have seen, you know, his, his words have turned into action. All means all means that, you know, we're going to impact 3000 more students next year. And same thing in our parochial schools. They're the same way. If they, if they know that we can provide a volunteer, absolutely. They're going to sign up for JA. So just having those, educational partnerships as well as company just has made the perfect synergy for us. That's awesome. Lincoln, thank you. Lincoln, keep it going. Yes. Lincoln, jump in. <laughs> yes. Lincoln.ja.org. <laughs> find your way to the website. Yes. Tony, thank you. Thank Tyson, you. thank you. Will thank you be you back also. one more time to wrap us up sure. at the end? Absolutely. Excellent. <laughs> we'll look forward to that. Uh, look forward to who you're sending us next week here on the JA show, seven to eight here on 93.7 The Ticket. We'll get you out of here. Continue Ticket Weeknights next.